This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by... The Company. The Company. Has concerns all over the galaxy. We always do our best to provide Earth and its inhabitants with the highest quality minerals and ore to meet all your post-post-consumerist needs. The Company. Is committed to your safety and health as well as the safety and health of its employees. The Company. Making a better tomorrow today. None of the sentiments or ideas expressed in this commercial are legally binding or true. All human rights violation allegations are untrue. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. releases always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good (laughs) what the fuck the audience they are so excited right now (laughs) was that the audience yeah All right. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I'm Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos, and across the room from me sits... Bryce Hanson. And special guest, my good friend and returning uh, guest of the show. You may remember him from such Horror Movie Talk episodes as... American Psycho, Mark Bento, how are you? I'm doing well. How are yay, you guys doing? Yay, hooray. Thanks We're for having doing me good. Back. I wanted to have you on this episode because we've, while we share a great love of American Psycho, we definitely differ on this movie today. At least I've had a few discussions with you about it, I, I, if I do recall. Does that. Does that seem accurate? I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a I needed a. Dis- I needed a yeah. for sure dissenting opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys should check us out. Our website is horrormovietalk.com. From there, you'll find links to all of our social media. We post new episodes every single Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a whole bunch. Have you done that, Mark? I have, yes. Oh, okay, good, good. Otherwise, I did. I told you, get out! Um, We have a supremely great show for you guys today. Um, Today, we will be talking about the 1979 classic, ultimate, maybe, maybe best movie ever made, ever, Alien. That's right. So we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you had to watch it, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries and should probably win an award, which I believe this one did. Uh, After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film, and later... In this episode, we will be playing the Rotten Tomatoes game, where I get to formally pit Bryce against Mark in a battle to the bloody, bloody death. Come drenched death. Jesus. (laughs) When did the cum come in? 
you got me. But Immediately. It made its way in there pretty quick, <laughs> let me say. Uh, but early in the show, I have a surprise as well. So you, sh- you guys should stick around um, following the scores because we're going to have the HMT two-year award ceremony. So hot. So, so are we going to do... So it's a two-year retrospective? So every year we're going to have a retrospective for every previous no, year? No, it's not a retrospective. Are you, okay, sorry. Award you, ceremony. It's an award ceremony. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Jesus. I, I think, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you're part of Horror Movie Talk. How do you not know about this? I mean, w- what's the voting group for these awards? It's a good question. There's not a lot of... There's you, there's me, and then there's Brendan... And then that's pretty much all HMT. If if you don't include uh, uh, Keith Harris, our mm-hmm. our Virginian blogger, but uh, or Dustin or, or Dustin, right? But I mean, they're not. I mean, I love them to death, and I consider them part of, part of HMT, but they're not core. Okay, you know. So that's and you didn't you didn't get the the award ceremony. You didn't do the, the ballot. I don't remember the, getting a ballot. Mm. Hmm. Well, that would explain sounds, some of the winners. Sounds highly suspect. It would definitely explain some of the winners. Um, so, first and foremost, let's get back to Alien. Alien is an incredible movie that did amazing things for horror, sci-fi, and cinema as a whole. It imagined an incredible amount of very real-seeming possibilities for space travel and contact with other life forms that impresses me to this day, despite being 41 years old. So, let's get into... The trailer. Oh, one thing you'll notice about this trailer. I'm going to talk over all of it. (laughs) Okay. Because it's just mood Mm -hmm. in terms of audio. So, Alien is available for rent on Amazon and YouTube. I couldn't find it anywhere for free. Google tells you it's on Hulu. It ain't. Let's turn this down. Alien is the story of a deep space commercial towing vehicle named Nostromo and its crew who are bringing a tremendous amount of ore back to Earth. There are seven crew members, and they seem to be mostly blue-collar folk, with the exception, maybe, of the chief science officer named Ash. Ooh, it's getting spooky. Pictures of an egg. There are... (laughs) Gotta turn this... Keep turning this down a little bit. Sorry, we don't normally talk over the uh, over the trailer. There are uh, they are awoken from stasis following receiving a transmission from a nearby planet and are bound by their contract with the company <laughs> to check it out. They discover some eggs near a spaceship crash site and end up with more alien than they bargained for. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alien is, uh, my review for Alien uh, is that it is one of the most impressive pieces of cinema in history. Uh, It set the bar so high for horror and sci-fi that I think it's still the apex for both. Every single aspect of this movie is carefully thought out and crafted to the highest of standards. And that's it. And at the end of the trailer, it says, in space, no one can hear you scream, but... I mean, they probably could if you were right next to them. 
right? Mark doesn't seem. Oh, I, he's like no, maybe. like <laughs> in the vacuum of space. I mean, you're right next to him. You're like in their ear. Well, if you're in the vacuum of space, there's no air to vibrate. So no. Yeah. What do you think you'd be able to hear? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Oh. No, but I'd be able to watch it, and I'd enjoy that. <laughs> uh, the setting of Alien is bleak and cold, very much uh, like how space is typically, very much unlike how space is typically portrayed today, with guardians gallivanting around galaxies and such. <laughs> uh, it's completely unforgiving and inhospitable, inhospitable in almost every single way. Uh, with Dan O'Bannon writing the story and screenplay and Ridley Scott at the helm as director, this is one of the most accurate and impressive imaginings of the far-flung future as I can find, with much of the tech they dreamed about being in use today. Uh, the Xenomorph is, without a doubt, the coolest and most insanely diabolical biological life form ever dreamed up. Uh, again, this is just this is my review. This is, these are my opinions here, people. Uh, while everyone is very familiar with the Xenomorphs at this point, you don't get to see it almost at all in this movie, certainly not as much as you probably remember, think you remember seeing it, even though it seems you know, like you see it a lot. Um, this may be my favorite movie of all time, and it is definitely the best horror movie in my book. So when you say most of the, so much of the tech they dreamed up, about is being in use today what what tech are you referring to well they they talk to um they talk to the computer um they talk to mother uh you know it's almost ba it's basically okay google that they're okay. doing <laughs> okay <laughs> you know um which granted uh <laughs> i mean it's also the only other movie i can think of that Maybe oh my uh, that turned my okay Google on, <laughs> so um, that may also be a feature. I can't remember if two thousand one Space Odyssey is before this or after it, but they also talked to um, how how in that. I think two thousand one was before this. It might be, but either way, impressive nonetheless. Um, there's also they also have you know ultra massive computers. That are um, that weigh many millions of pounds and require tremendous amounts of energy to operate. So they got that right. Just like today. Yeah. Just like today. Um, they, how how computers require millions of buttons. Right, and right. lots and lots of analog switch toggles. Yeah. Lots and, of analog stuff. And un unlabeled buttons that are just all all completely identical. In rows. I knew you were going to call me on this, and I immediately regret not <laughs> writing down all the things. Because as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, there's we have things like that. Oh, we have things like that. And uh, and being impressed, but I didn't, hmm. didn't write them down. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah. So what do you what do you think about this movie, Bryce? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a great movie of all time. Like, I... I still have a problem, like, considering it the best horror mov movie. Okay. Like, and why? Just because I don't... It is not, first and foremost, a horror movie for me. It's first and foremost a sci-fi action-adventure, but also horror. Because, I mean, it's using, it's using the horror tropes for, like, the second half of the movie. Because it's definitely a monster movie. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely, like... 
using the unseen and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's not like a, I can't look at it as like, I can't say like, this is just a horror movie or it works as just a horror movie. I mean, by those same standards, the exorcist doesn't, is not only a horror movie. Uh, the no. first half of the movie is just a bunch of just a bunch of talking and there's a lot of setup and it's not horror at all at the start. No, I mean, it's it, out of the gate. It, it gets pretty into it. I mean, the, this this the, does, too. The opening scene is like pretty uh, supernatural. Yeah, but in the, the exorcist. But the opening scene in Alien is a totally empty, completely uh, void of life spaceship. And then they and then they land on a on a inhospitable planet, find creepy shit like it's creepy the whole way through. Is it not? Um, I, I don't know. I don't feel like it's creepy the whole way through. It's like, I don't know, mysterious or I don't know. It's obviously it, mm. it works as a horror movie. I'm not saying it's not a horror movie. It it's just, just doesn't for from in my mind. I'm not when I think of the greatest horror movies of all time. I do not, for some reason, include sci-fi horror in it, just because it doesn't feel. Huh. So I mean, the you thing, could, you could where say, where do you stand on the thing? That's that's a pure horror movie. Bah, it's this. It's almost the exact same movie. Um, isolated alien, fucking a a a specific number of people. That get whittled down. Yeah, but it's not on a spaceship. <laughs> it, I mean, Earth is basically a giant spaceship. Uh, okay. <laughs> Point set so, match. So Poltergeist is a sci-fi horror because it's. I mean, it, it takes de- place on spaceship Earth. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm just uh, all these horror or all these uh, genre labels are pointless anyways. Yeah. It's all just like by feel. Yeah. Like when you talk about whether a thriller is a horror movie, it's mostly about feel. You look at Silence of the Lambs and you're like, yeah, that's a horror movie. But that's pretty much like any other thriller that involves a a killer yeah. in it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, as as I see it, when I think like best horror movies, it's, I just don't, I don't think about it. And I get that other people do, obviously, when we had the, uh, the hundredth, hundredth episode with scariest things, it was voted number one, Yeah, which is like, I don't know, it just feels weird to me to have a, maybe that's what it is. It feels like the majority of it is sci-fi. It's like, it's like 75% sci-fi, 25% horror. If you don't shut your fucking mouth, I will kill you. (laughs) Okay, Mark, what do you, uh, what do you, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't believe that Bryce believes Alien is a sci-fi movie before a horror movie. Mark, what do you think? Uh, It starts out on a fucking spaceship (laughs) for like 20 minutes. And and therefore, it cannot be a horror movie. Well, saying it's a majority sci-fi movie is not insane. The thing that I... I don't think they're, I don't think they're mutually exclusive at all. Sure. How could they? How could they be mutual? Go on, Mark. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I, the thing about so for me, I, I kind of take Bryce's uh, position a little bit on this, and why I, I don't you know why. I, I don't know what it is about the film. I don't have, you know, some great 
you know, insight as to why I would consider it not as much of a horror movie. But I think it's it's maybe something to do with the fact that it's not such an open and closed book. It it the movie is so so much beyond that which is the, like the story that's proposed to you. It's like they just oh they find. And in the later series, like they call them the engineers, so they just find this big alien guy, right? They, the, the company, there's a lot of things that are like have so much depth to them that leave you wanting more. That want, but at the end of the movie, you're not like, I'm happy this movie's over and they won. It's it's a closed book, right? Yeah, it leaves you wanting to explore the the world even more, which is exactly what I did at the at the at the beginning of the movie. I started off like kind of taking mental notes and was like, okay, they yeah. did some really 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 cool stuff. But by the, about that, the second half of the movie, I was just completely into it again because it's been a while since I've seen it, and uh, and and at the end of it, I was going through the 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 Alien right? Like learning the different different well, things. Isn't it like fun? That. It's a lot of fun. It's and, the it's, most fun because the universe is built. I mean, that like I said, it just it feels more like a, a universe that I want to like explore more of and like learn more about like the different things that are going on in it rather than. Yeah. Like I'm scared and happy to be out of it. Um, it's kind of a like vaguely like a predator feel. Like I, I like because the predator does that a little bit too. Where the main you know the main part of the story is still predator versus you know versus the humans. But at the beginning of the movie, they show the, they show the technology, right? It's like, oh, by the way, he has this big space. Like that's not that was not necessary to show, but because they showed that, it leaves me wanting more, wanting right. to know more about the culture and. And the different part, you know, the different history of the race. So maybe that's why it feels a little more sci-fi esque, is because it's a little deeper, right? They got, I mean, they they just like they breeze over so many different things. Like, oh yeah, there's like this company they're not doing. Okay, that makes sense. But then there's this they, this alien that's sitting on that that's like like built into that chair or whatever. That's you know, twelve feet tall or something. Yeah. It's like eh, we don't even care about that. Like we yeah. care about more what's underneath. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the space jockey, yeah. yeah, the space jockey, and then uh, uh, you know, and then it was like, oh, there's like, oh, he's an android. At that point, when they spoiler alert, they find out Ash is like an android, and and they're like surprised and like kind of like weirded out by it a little bit. Yeah. Like they know they exist, but like, why would one be here? So right. it's like there's almost this weird little political world going on, and there's I don't know, there's like way more depth to it beyond the just the get away from the alien, right? Right. To I mean it to me. I mean, you're absolutely right. And that's this is probably why I love this movie so much. I fucking love sci-fi. I mean, there's no... It, right. And there's no denying that this is a sci-fi movie. But to me, the sci-fi and horror, they're not mutually exclusive. They can... they can, It can be a sci-fi horror. It can be a sci-fi action. It could be a... You know, it could... Yeah, I mean, I... I don't... I'm not saying that they're mutually exclusive, but I'm saying they're... they're in my mind space this i would say this is a sci-fi movie and it it wouldn't enter my mind first to call it a horror movie It'd be like actually it's still it's also a horror movie and be like oh okay yeah i get it your compliment was sufficient Lewis. <laughs> thank you bryce <laughs> um i've triggered david so this is his favorite movie so well um i i expected this from mark i just didn't expect it from mike you from- <laughs> I've, I've expressed this before i mean yes but i just, maybe it comes i just from thought- seeing aliens and like the other ones that as you learn more about the universe you kind of see it more as, like, this is this is the biggest issue that alien has is it's precede or pre- uh, it, following it there are a bevy of great and terrible movies yeah. and and not only that lots of visuals that people associate to the original they go Oh yeah, yeah, but like every time I watch this, I go, "Oh, there's 
a lot less alien in this yeah. than yeah. <laughs> and and there's no uh, shooting at the alien. There's no shooting like at the alien. Like, there's no there's only one. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it it carries it. I think unfairly carries the baggage of a lot of its shittier successors or uh, sequels. Oh, I don't know. I don't think people associate shit with the first Alien. No, but like they 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 say. I mean, I think everyone knows that Alien and Aliens are fantastic. Yeah, and then the other sequels are a mixed bag. You know, Aliens is Aliens is great. Maybe the best sequel ever made. The franchise has just the best directors. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like even the bad ones. Mm-hmm. So like Aliens Three was directed by um, David Fincher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finch. It was like his first major motion picture. Yeah, and everyone hates it, but it's like that's fucking David Fincher. <laughs> so last year, Dark Horse Comics released the uh, in comic form the unreleased original script for. Alien 3. Yeah. And it's a compel- much more compelling story than the one they told in the movie. Um, anyway. Is that the uh, one they were all in that, like that prison? Yes. That yeah. It's a, like a prison oh, planet. Yeah. It, was, it was like a prison on a mining, on a a mining planet yeah, or something some like that. So my score for this uh, is obviously a, it's a, little, this is a one. Uh, uh-huh. No, this Followed is a, by a zero. one a, out of one. This is an 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. What do you what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean it's alien, so I'd be retarded to say it's anything but ten out of ten. Yeah, you're, it's yeah. it's yeah. a. So how retarded are you deciding on being today, Mark? <laughs> no, it, it's it's easy ten out of ten. Oh, is I, it I really? Was, I was blown away that it was nineteen. That was that old. As I was like, oh, this movie still looks amazing. Yeah, the, the set, the, the real true heroes of the movie are the people that built those sets. Oh my god! So. Yeah, yeah, so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's so many the, different ones. The the most important like part of this movie is that it comes like right after Star Wars. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. So yeah. it's like like, every, like it was in production while Star Wars was being released. Yeah, so like 2001 had the pristine like um, um, gorgeousness. What's it called? Um, disinfected yeah <laughs> like look of, Dis- of yeah disinfected uh yeah. sterile yeah. En- environment that yeah. kubrick brings right and star wars is like the fantasy element and there's a there's definitely like the lived in element yeah. in star wars uh-huh. which was pretty new but this one is like really lived in like yeah. industrial well you things know. also had purpose to them too so i actually thought about this a little bit was like the mining ship that they were on what very much felt like a mining ship it felt like being in the inside of like an old like cat like bolt dough yes yes it's just the, the seats were torn and things like that i mean you yeah. have in star wars they had that guy that the the han solo guy drove around in the millennium falcon and like that's supposed to be the smuggling ship, and their smuggling ship only had like two little floor panels to hide things underneath, and nothing else about that ship would, had anything to except for the speed had anything well, to do with. Well, actually, that. says the Mark, guy, he, you're talking to a man uh, literally wearing a Star Wars so shirt. So the, yeah. the forks on the front, what it does is those attach <laughs> to a larger, like freight. Uh, container. Yeah, but you wouldn't smuggle it. with it's a just freight a wasted container. space. Sure, you would. Oh, okay, you would. Could, would you smuggle with a semi truck? Oh man, prices. Yes, people do it all the time. How dare you? Oh well, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I mean, like the Millennium Falcon, it's it's lived in. It's definitely pretty similar to the Nostromo, but the the world is very much more like um, 
Well, it's not fantasy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It feels real. It feels like oh, what think, it... I think here's our scale. I think I, I got it. Okay, so 2001 Space Odyssey. Around that ship, there are... Um, there are uh, Purell dispensers, uh-huh. yes. you know, generously placed throughout. In Star Wars, bar soap at all the, <laughs> at all the, um, you know, at all the sinks. And then in Alien, you got the, it's like that powder, the grease off powder. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a, 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 um, a pumice mixture uh-huh. to, to get the, yeah, yeah, the when, orange it, stuff. When you were growing up in like any public school. Mm-hmm. Did the men's room ever have soap in it? That's yeah. I think yes. I think in high school they did. But I, yeah, I, I that, remember there just never being chalky. any soap in the soap dispenser oh, in the men's room. Yeah, like you'd be like, and there's nothing. You're like, all right, well, I guess they don't care about hygiene for me. Wouldn't wouldn't fly today. Let me tell you. Okay, so and they also didn't have stall doors. For some reason, yeah, not or maybe in the I just went. Room. Maybe I went to the most ghetto schools, but like you went to Skyview. Well, not Skyview. Skyview was nice. It was like a mall, but like Columbia River or Jason Lee mm. was yeah. no doors on the stalls. No, and yeah, R- R- yeah, no, no powder soap in the dispenser. Yeah, Ridgefield didn't have door. Did did, uh, did yeah? So like, yeah, what so are they? Be- are they worried about little kids shooting up crack or something? In like, the, why wouldn't they have doors on it? It's in the insane. gym. I mean, it probably would impede someone, you know, let's say you tripped and fell and cracked your head. Well, you don't want to, like, have to jimmy open a, like a, you know. So, for example, the only places where the doors weren't on the stalls in my school was in the in, in the gym bathrooms, right? Hmm. So, and what are gym bathroom floors? Fucking tile, wet tile. <laughs> so, it would make sense that. I mean, I slipped around on there, you know, play, playing grab ass with the guys, you know, real heterosexual stuff. <laughs> Jerking off each other. Yeah. Doing reach around. Yeah, all kinds of good, good fun. Um, so uh, so we got tens from the whole room or Mark, did you? No, yeah, easy 10. OK, so without any further ado, um, let's skip to the horror movie talk two year anniversary award ceremony it has been bryce can you believe it's been two years of horror movie talk uh i cannot it feels like we just started it a couple months ago doesn't it kind of it uh it feels like six months ago or something like yeah that. it feels um i definitely feel like i'm better at it but not like a whole lot <laughs> no <laughs> we're not we're not experts uh but we've done over a hundred yeah, and uh, and we have the uh, we have all the drops to prove it. Um, so I have a few uh, I have a few categories here, um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run down them real quick. We got How long have you been preparing this? It was it had to be minutes. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna be like last night. <laughs> so you don't have any drops for this. This is just like our opinion of. Right. This is yeah. I mean, this is this is. We took a ballot and okay, okay. Uh, filled out the ballot. Right, right. So we have uh, be- the best burp. The Horror Movie Talk Academy yeah. voters. Voters. And uh, the best burp award goes, t- goes to me. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty. I had some real rippers. But there was one in the Sleepaway Camp episode. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, 
I uh, appreciate it. Also, next up, we got the Best Fart Award. That definitely, obviously goes to me. I, I don't know that you fart at all. Hey. Speech. Speech. It wasn't easy. It required lots and lots of intestinal infortitude, unfortitude. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad intestinal stuff. We also have best sexual performance uh, on set, which uh, definitely was, I take. I've taken my shirt off multiple times, um, mm-hmm. which is much more sexual than than what you've been bringing mm-hmm. to the table. Although, mm-hmm. although you, it was this one. It was close. You almost edged me out. <laughs> uh-huh. um, just from my raw sexual energy. Well, let's just go down this list here. Let's uh, let's finish the rest of this thing up. We got best listener. Um, that's also me. I listen pretty pretty well. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and then we have best fuck boy. Uh, definitely goes to me for sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, the audience is getting less enthusiastic as time goes on. And now finally we have the horror movie talk best co-host award. <laughs> I'm holding right now. I'm holding a a an award that is made of gold and is engraved with blood le- blood red lettering that says horror movie talk best co-host award. I'm very excited to see who this goes uh-huh. to today. Hang on. And so, the horror movie talk best co-host award for 2020 goes to How'd this happen? I won all the... This goes to you, buddy. Oh. Oh, wow. It's even got the... Is that the original font? Um, it's If it's not, it's, it's the closest close. I could find. Yeah, I don't think that's the original font. You're, you close. somehow edged out the best wow. co-host award. Wow. It's... I won all those all those categories, but you come away with the trophy, man. Damn, I'm very here. Let's take a. So is it host and co-host, or is let's it take a picture for Instagram? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta. Well, do you know how to do you know how to do the Instagram thing? Yeah, I love it. Horror movie talk best co-host best award. co-host. Wow. Well, I mean, better luck next year. Dude. Yeah, you're gonna have to put that on your desk, and uh, you know, and then we'll. Maybe next year I'll be able to uh, I'll be able to get that one from you. So uh, with that, I mean, I really did like campaign for it pretty hard. You know? I mean, well, I put it out just, like ads and variety. It just and, went to the better man. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a rigged game. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just being humble. As the audience, how do you feel about about this? I, you know. They love it. You, <laughs> you've been you've been part of the listening audience for horror movie talk since almost the beginning. Mark, how does I can't believe it's been two years. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, you guys have put. I, I didn't even know there was a hundred horror movies. <laughs> you didn't know there was a hundred. They were gonna run out a long time ago. He's like he's picking a really uh, really tight market. Not a, not a lot of those podcasts. No, yeah, it's it's been uh yeah, it's been a lot of fun being along along for the ride. Uh did did does Bryce deserve that or should it have yeah, gone? Bryce yeah, who's deserve. who's better? Is what we're asking. Well, is again, is it is it host and co-host or is it co-host and co-host? It's, it's a co-host, co-host and co-host. Co-host, yeah. and co-host. So yeah, who is sure. better? 
Right. <laughs> well, you're sitting in Bryce's house. I'm sitting in Bryce's house. Yeah. He's Bryce's bigger chair. than me. Uh-huh. He could yeah. probably, I think probably I, murder yeah, you. I'm gonna have to, I have to go with Bryce. Yeah, I would too. That's Bruce, a safe, excuse a, me. A, a safe bet. <laughs> it's Bryce. These people are shut the fuck up. Chompa chompa. <laughs> so with that, you guys should check out our Patreon. Uh, that's a great way to support the show. We do produce a free show for you guys, and we appreciate every little bit of support that we can get. And Patreon is the best way to do that. So, um, uh, and you know, it's not for nothing either. We do produce a whole nother podcast that is available exclusively on Patreon. And there's other perks like getting to vote on what one movie a month that we review with other, uh, along with other patrons. There's, um, you know, uh, I'll send you a thank you card, get um, access to the production calendar, get access to the production calendar and drops. Also, um, all the, ba- the, the year long back catalog of Afterpod. So you can, so there's a whole nother podcast produced by us that you can listen to a year's worth of episodes on. Mm-hmm. Um, also you can, uh, you can support the show by buying or renting any, any product on Amazon. If you click through the green button in the head of our website, that's horrormovietalk.com. There's also a link to our Patreon up there as well if you would like to get access to a bunch of free or not free but uh streaming horror uh you can head over to shutter.com that's s-h-u-d-d-e-r.com and enter h-m-t at checkout and that will get you 30 free days of streaming and uh, a good way to support the show now is we have a shop on HorrorMovieTalk.com. Huge. Right now, we just have stickers. Fantastic stickers, by the, the way. They're really they're really a very high quality. Mm-hmm. They're uh, vinyl. Got great fucking stick to them. We'll send Mark home with some because mm-hmm. he's nice enough to be a guest today. Ooh. And uh, soon-to-be t-shirts. Yeah, soon-to-be yeah. t-shirts. May, maybe as of the release of this episode. Wow. We'll yeah, see. I hope so. Um, yeah, I'm getting some quotes from some different places. Uh, you can also check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble, who is a professional artist who fucks so hard. <gasps> He'll also take commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell yeah. him HMT sent you. And yeah. show him some fucking love. I don't bro. think we make enough of the fact that he's on Instagram and posts like a lot of his art and it's really great. Like you should just follow him and check out the art that he does. Yeah. And the commissions that he does. Cause if you look at him, you'll be like, God damn, I, I, I could hang I would want to hang one of those. Yeah, this is the kind of this is like um eye candy art or like um you know the kind of stuff you look at and then you realize there's a bunch of little treasures within every like every square inch has like that um um what's the uh, cannibal the musical one that uh-huh. he did is there's so chock full of good shit in that picture that um, you know, even even jaded people who aren't impressed by very much are, are going to be like, oh, God damn, this is look at yeah. the fine stitching on the word dope. <laughs> um, so buy stuff from us, support us any way you can. We sure do appreciate the help. And let's get into spoilers.
ready. Uh, so yeah, did you guys watch Drain Addict? Did you did you watch Drain Addict like I told you to, Mark? No. You didn't. <laughs> you sent me that like this morning, and, and I did not send you that this morning. I'm pretty sure. It was. Why did? <laughs> why didn't? You're uncomfortable by Drain Addict. I don't know what that is. You you, uh, you don't know what it is. No. You haven't been listening to the most recent podcast. You're not a super fan. Who the fuck are you? Well, I mean, the last episode wasn't that great. Uh, you told me to watch the last episode, and it was like, out of all of them. It's pretty thick. It's pretty tame. Yeah, but... The, the only thing is, like, I would not want to crawl in that crawl space. Look pretty tight. Okay, first of all, yeah, he gets in... He gets... <laughs> he risks life and limb getting down way underneath this house. Like, near rib cage. Like mm-hmm. squishing levels, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to have a a water jet turn on with poop, mm-hmm. and it's just—I mean, the poop's just going to fill the t- very small amount of air around you. It's going to be vaporized by this whole contraption or particulated. Into- well, this one, I'm the, there's been worse ones where he's under the house and jetting stuff to where it's like literally the sewage is a giant lake. Yeah. Of poop. Yeah. Right there's outside the, blockage. the pipe. There's the blockage. This one, like, it was a pretty hollow tube. Like, it was far down the line where the clog was, and it wasn't even that bad once he no, cleared it. No, but he's quite a showman. He is a showman. Because then, following that, he's got his pressure washer, and he just kindly pressure... Now, this is a whole nother variety uh-huh. of, of scratching an itch, right? That pressure washer porn, where it's like, ew, look at this gross concrete. And then it just proceeds to... Mm-hmm. And he draws little pictures in it, and it goes around in a circle. What a fucking showman. Mm-hmm. Ollie, we need you on the show. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. <laughs> Right. Are we going to talk about Alien? Yeah. Ellie, Ellie, Alien. So, um, I really do. Uh, I think, I don't know if Alien, it, it's definitely Alien in 2001 A Space Odyssey that really influenced my taste heavily as a kid. Like, I would watch them and be like, this is the coolest shit I ever saw. And and because it was sci-fi and because it was fucking weird and exactly what you were talking about, Mark, earlier, where it's like, I need to know more about this. And in the 90s, you couldn't know more about it. There wasn't an option. It was just whatever was available at the video store. That's as much as information as you could get about it. There wasn't like... And comics. They had alien comics back then, didn't they? They did, but they didn't answer questions. They were just action on paper, you know? And so... They, but you were even luckier than than uh, the people that had to wait from 79 to, what, 86 oh. or whatever the next one came out? Like, yeah. There was so much without any... Well, I don't know when the comics came out, but without anything. Mm-hmm. But I really... Yeah. It influenced... Like, if, you've, if you're a fan of the show, you know, kind of... I, I really enjoy all that bleak, cold, like, gross feel... Or, or, like, hopeless feel. I really like it. And I think it's because of this movie in 2001. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, the, the it's it's so common now that it's not even you don't realize how influential it is. Yeah, because you've got uh, like movies like Underwater. Yes. Which is it's basically stealing. Yeah. The whole motif. The whole motif. Yeah. And you're like, OK, yeah, whatever. And it's not interesting anymore. But 
looking at the original, you're like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's like, how did they come up with this? Yeah. Like, uh, I think too many, sci- yeah, like to your point, too many of the sci-fi movies nowadays, if they're space-based, is there's people everywhere. It's, it's anywhere you go. There's, oh, there's like these systems that are inhabited. Like, there's a lot of space and there's a lot of nothing out there. And I think right. this movie does a great job of showing that. There's just black for ever there's yeah. no oh i'm talking to this, this person i'll be i'll be here in in months and months it's just you know and like especially in the star wars universe oh i'm here i'm here i'm here and everywhere you go there's just there's there's life and yeah. that's not the way it is Th- that is one thing that i was curious about like why do they have to travel so far to get ore oh what like, do you mean is there not plenty of ore in the solar system? I think they depleted the asteroid belt. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know, but uh, I think any tra- any space travel is going to take a fucking long amount of time. Well, yeah, even within the solar system. This was not. This was definitely not in the solar system, though. This was outside, which means it's. I mean, not to uh, be nitpicky, but that the closest like sun is. Wait, wasn't Mill- it a moon on, on Saturn, though? Isn't that what it was? It takes years to get to, like, fucking Neptune. Like, years! Like, tens of, like, decades, probably. To get to, like, the outer reaches of our own. So, so the fact that they were doing, like, a week, a couple weeks long, uh, or months long of a stint traveling between places, and they're not even in the... Solar system. The solar system is I kind mean, of the impressive. first, the, the closest star is, like, light years yeah away so if you were going the speed of light mm-hmm. it would take years right so, but like th- but you know i mean i mean why i mean at I'm what just point saying, are you going to suspend your disbelief i'm just saying why didn't they just go to pluto you know well maybe they needed shit that wasn't on pluto you get to pluto and they don't have f- f- fucking nutter butter bars and then you're out of luck you went to the store for nutter butter bars. What do you think ore mining is? What do you, do you think, think? Do you it think is? they just mine nutter butter? No, I think there's specific kinds of ore that you need, and if you for should... nutter butters, okay, I get right. it. Right, all right. Anyways, I'm just saying. and it starts off. It starts off immediately with the intro with that lettering coming in, mm-hmm. like oh, with the, each line of of alien like showing up in the in the intro it's a, and i think it, that mirrored 2001 as well um 2001's intro was pretty i can't remember exactly what I it was i think the intro was the docking wasn't it oh well no it was like the it was the ape stuff throwing up the bone and then it transitions into yes. the space station yeah um yeah, I mean that. I think that trail, the alien trailer, is one of the most iconic trailers yeah. ever. Yeah, and that's the perfect example of show, don't, don't show anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. The um, and then and then it all it transitions into that now completely iconic and fucked out spaceship flyby, like yeah. looking at the spaceship from underneath and here, mm-hmm. ooh, here's some of it. When's it gonna end? And yeah, I've been watching. Spaceballs, which is riotously funny. Yeah. Like, it is so fucking funny. Yeah. And uh, and they do that the exact same thing yeah. where they just... And that was, what, in the 80s? In the yeah. late 80s, they've it's already been compl- so fucked out that, that they got the, like, 90-mile-long ship. Well, I mean, yeah, that, w- that was the trope set by Star Wars. 
And yeah. I almost wonder if they, they saw that in Star Wars and like, that's pretty damn effective. Let's that's do that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but now it's pretty fucked out showing the, the scale. But it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... um. You did mention this, so and this is something that I, I get into later, but uh, we can just talk about it now because it's probably the right time. The sets in this movie are unbelievable. Every there's so much detail, and it's all miniatures for the most part. Like all the like, so the spaceship is obviously a miniature. Can you think of other sets on there? There was, was just the hallways. I mean, they had stuff. the shuttle, the hallways, the spaceship. They had the planet. The planet the with alien, the crash site. The different, the different places in the alien spaceship, right? So they had all those to build. Um, There's probably a lot of map paintings and stuff in the alien yeah. spaceship. Probably, a, oh, probably a lot of just just background painting, uh-huh. yeah, back, back backdrop paintings. Yeah, I don't know. They look pretty. It's really effective if it is. Yeah, they looked really glistening. You know, like goopy. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like the <laughs> the other major part of the appeal of this movie and just why it's great is probably like 30 percent of it is owed to H.R. Geiger. Oh, yeah. His his art, because that's like. I mean, this is his baby touchstone. Yeah. You know, this this the design in this movie. Yeah. It, the yeah. If you're not familiar with H.R. Geiger. Uh, he's a very, uh, sci-fi based artist that just creates hell monsters yeah. for you to look at and be like, Jesus Christ, what's in this guy's mind? Um, but yeah, his, he was behind the art direction of this whole movie and, and the xenomorphs in general. And I, and I think he would imagine the life cycles of all these things. Yeah. I think it's the, <laughs> what's interesting when you think about it is that they probably had a script before H.R. Geiger was involved at all. And then he creates these amazing visuals for him and the script does not match the visuals (laughs) because it's like they walk into this room with the, the, uh, the jockey, Mm -hmm. the giant alien, you know, like basically at a giant gun or whatever it looks like. And they're just like, huh, okay. And then they walk on. You're like, what the, how would you not, how would you not just like be fucking amazed at that and be like, Jesus Christ, it's a fucking 12 foot tall alien. And then there's in the script, that's probably just like, they come across a dead alien. And, and part (laughs) of the, and part of the impressive thing about all these sets is the scale that it sets all. So when they're walking up to the to the spaceship when they're when they're walking on that planet where the spaceship crashed. Oh, I should mention before we get there. So they were awoken, but why? They don't know. Uh they they know that they're not where they're supposed to be. They were all in kind of like some sort of stasis sleep uh chamber. Yeah, they expected to wake up right before landing on Earth and right. they're only about halfway there. Yeah, and so the answer is mother, uh, also known as the, you know, the ship's uh computer computer like, like how yeah uh, intercepted a transmission of unknown origin um and they were awoken to check it out like so you know what wh- why were th- why were they but they don't know they don't know why um and then and then the science officer ash says you know actually it's pretty important i know we'll get there mark <laughs> it's pretty important that um 
that you go do go down and check it out because uh-huh. if if you don't check it out, there's a little bit of a clause in all of your contracts that states you forfeit all of your shares of the profit of this mm-hmm. the hauling rig um, if if there is a uh, a transmission received and you don't check it out. It mm-hmm. is it is in it is in your contract. So that kind of explains why they go down to this planet. They go down to the planet, um, and as they're approaching the planet, I really had a I had a moment where I was like, oh, that's a Joy Division album cover. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because their uh, relief map uh-huh. of of the terrain, their terrain map, uh-huh. looks just like that fucking, you know, um, epic Joy Division cover of, mm-hmm. of the, all the uh, sound waves. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, they they land. There's a hull breach. They, they, it, it's going to take at least 24 hours to fix it. And in the meantime, they go to check out this alien spaceship and uh, and they find inside a bunch of eggs. Why the fuck would you go and touch those things? What? What? What in your what in your fucking head would would make you go? Well, hey, I here's don't know. some I eggs mean, just sitting here. Let's well, poke them. You're protected by a spacesuit. First of all, and it's not like babies are usually that harmful. Also, it's like really old. Like you don't know how new that was supposed to be. I think because like one guy was fossilized. They said fossilized into yeah. the thing. So it's like, well, how old? Like, is, there's no way these things. Are I still mean, it's alive. obviously alive though because it's like moving around and stuff. Although but, when he showed the flashlight, I'd be yeah, like, All right, screw that, I'm out. Like, yeah, as bye. soon as you see the insides moving, I'd be like, yeah. I'm fucking out. I am yeah. out. You, you want to know why? Because the year is way past 1979, and I've seen the movie Alien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know this does yeah. not end well. That landing sequence was kind of funny to me. I, I, I did have a chuckle at that because it, it reminds me of when you're on a plane. And someone told me once that when you're experiencing turbulence, the plane's only moving like one or two inches. Not very much at all, but yeah. it feels like you're jerking around. No, like when it's that's landing, not true. Oh, they were no, lying. They, they can move like... Tens of feet. What he's what, what he's, I'm referring what to he's referring to that little jostle oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. Just I think that's inches because I've but yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, the, but the planet, the ship when it's like slightly landing, it's like all right, we're coming down, and it's coming down, and like it just barely touches, and then it shows the inside. Everybody goes, <laughs> there's explosions everywhere. There's fire. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, they do not do a good job of setting up the whole breach. Like, yeah, they don't show the hole being breached. It's like they show the landing gear touching down and you're like, Oh, that's smart how they make the landing gear so it can touch kind of down forces. on yeah. weird rocks and like, huh, so they're safe. Boom <laughs> <laughs> just explodes. Boom whammy. Yeah, uh yeah, that part was kinda comical. So um so something uh y'all should know about Mark, he's dating uh my cousin in law um who I don't know that she believes in space. <laughs> what? Mark does Becca... Is she a flat earther? No. 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 But she, but her belief in space, questionable. <laughs> what? just screwing with us. <laughs> no, she, I, I honestly think she's just screwing with us. Cause she's like, no, I definitely believe in space. But, but sometimes it's like, is it really there? <laughs> it's like, what do you mean, is it there? Well, technically, no, because it's space. But it's like... Oh my There's God. not a thing to be. It's just, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's always <laughs> funny. We were sitting around a campfire the night, social distancing, and uh, and I brought it up, and she's like, that's basically what she said. 
and I, I, I know she's just wow. Don't let her see flat Earth sites. Yeah. She's gonna sounds like she's <laughs> ripe for no, the picking for no, conspiracy she's, theories. She's she's really intelligent, yeah. but but she does say things like that that make me occasionally go, "You okay, Becca?" Well, that's that's like a that's like a I I can understand that idea. It's like a feeling like it. I, in my gut, I don't really know if space exists because I have no. That's frame exactly of how she referenced it. Yeah. She was like, "No, I know, I know, but never I've never been there." Been there. Yeah. It's like it's why weird. I'm scared of of uh, mentally retarded people because <laughs> I think if they touch me, it's I mean, it's going to be contagious. I can't believe. Like I know it's Bryce prefers Van Patten's. What I know it's not, <laughs> but in my gut, I'm like, uh, I don't. I don't want any, I don't want any of it to rub off. Listen, I cannot understand you. <laughs> so, okay, so it's settled. Uh, Becca believes in space. <laughs> How you doing, Mark? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> so Mark, so Bryce has a long-standing irrational fear of retard stink. <laughs> have an episode dedicated not to not retard stink just i just retardation in general i guess go on i mean we've talked about it before it's i i don't want them to touch me because i don't want it to rub off uh-huh okay but you don't want it i to know rub it's off. not i know it's not rational i know it's not true but still okay does space exist mark do you have any thoughts on... I used to be scared of avalanches. I used to be very scared. <laughs> I thought that was going to be something I had to worry a lot about. I would they, I would go up to Mount Hood here in Oregon, and uh, I would not talk much above like my voice now because I was afraid an avalanche was going to come down and kill me. I thought quicksand would be much a, a much bigger player in my life. <laughs> that, yeah. I spent a lot of time practicing for when my floor turned into lava. Yeah. I uh, Yeah. Quicksand, I thought, was going yeah. to be everywhere. Like, I was yeah. like, at some point, I'm going to get someplace and there's going to be fucking quicksand all over this yeah. bitch. Cartoons and movies just told you yeah. that in any given point, you can get caught in quicksand. Yeah. It's just, oh, sh well, now you're dead. I used to be very prepared for tornadoes. <laughs> Tornado. Here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I'll have you know there's been at least one. At least one, yeah. So, back to Alien. Um, so, he touches the egg, and lo and behold, it's hostile to life <laughs> in general. A, a diabolical little, like, spider deal jumps out of the egg, immediately latches onto his head. And it's got a this long fucking tail that wraps around his neck. Well, yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing. It jumps at him and it cuts away, but internally you're like he's wearing a space helmet. Yeah, it's like not like he's not in that much danger. Like maybe it cracked a space helmet or whatever. Right. But the next time you see him, it's like got a like hole it's in worked. the space helmet. It's and, worked and its like, way in. Got acid, you know, burned or whatever. Yeah. And then they take off the space helmet and it's completely enveloped his face. Yeah. Like almost hugging his face. Yeah. Oh, like a fa oh you know what? That, that that monster, that part of the monster, never you never feel comfortable with. At least I never feel comfortable with that. No matter how many times I see any of the movies, that I'm, the Xenomorph is like, okay, yeah, it's a big monster. But that little guy is just like. Yeah, it's uh, no. it's rough. And and the portrayal of the of the face huggers in this in Aliens in the second one is. Ooh, where it's running all over that lab. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
And it's, oh, yeah, it it really taps into, well, the design, the, the creature design, every aspect of the creature design in this movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. yeah just to that point, the running thing where... It, it does not, it definitely does not look like it belongs on Earth based on how it's running. It's not used to, or like evolved to run on like the flat, yeah. smooth surfaces. Yeah. Like it's like sliding and stuff around because that's not, it's just really weird to watch. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and, but it's, I mean, it's a brilliant little contraption because theoretically everything has a mouth and this thing is, has a little ovipositor in it and it, uh, yeah, it, and it, it facilitates breathing, right? It's it, it makes sure that you stay alive because it's like a you know it's like a tarantula wasp. It, it lands on you, puts its shit inside you, and then it's like, hey, keep on doing you, boo, because you got to feed the little baby inside. You're my baby inside you. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, uh, it's and and then it has such incredible defenses, right? You try and cut it off. It's got acid blood, like mm-hmm. hyd- like uh, like sulfuric acid for blood, right. and so and that's and it's so strong that it's it. I mean, it works its way through multiple levels of this spaceship. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's perfect. I like that they're running down the levels and they have no plan. Yeah, it's just let's look like, at it. Let's watch how long it takes. It's like, <laughs> why don't we uh, you know, grab a towel? <laughs> yeah, a towel. That's literally what he was carrying. <laughs> just grab like a casserole dish or something like. A, <laughs> Something glass to maybe hold it. Yeah, Pyrex or something. Yeah, Pyrex is strong. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's where he... Where do you keep acid? I'm pretty sure you have to put it in glass or... Um, Teflon uh, is is directly stops acid, most acid, yeah. Um, Hmm. Which is why, if you go to the uh, Xenomorph wikipedia you'll find that it is hypothesized that the the veins at least the veins if not the chitin so the 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 exoskeleton or the you know the bones of aliens are made of some sort of uh teflon similar substance Mm. Mm. um which also explains why these things are able to withstand like such extremes like um you know, a lot of times they're in several movies. They're in the void of space and able to turn uh-huh. around. Right, right, right. Um, can't make that noise like Mark can. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's all, Bryce. Yeah. So yeah, I should have been a foley artist. Uh, perfect monster. Um, and then it's it's a fully realized life cycle, right? So you got the queen that lays the eggs. The eggs that come out as the as the face huggers. The face huggers implant. Uh, a little guy or gal inside of your guy or gal, and then they pop out, uh, chest bursting out, and uh, and then they become and they aliens, yeah. and then they molt several times. You find a molt in this movie, I, and and a, as you learn further down the series, specifically in Prometheus, they were designed or bioengineered by. The space jockeys to be a bioweapon. Yeah, it's not super clear. Nothing is really super clear no, in Prometheus. It's, I think it's, no, it's not super clear, but I mean uh, I mean it, it stands to reason pretty pretty easily, right? These are things that are designed to take over plan, planets that have life on them. Right. It's some kind of super weapon. Yes. But it's yeah. 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 Uh, and so we've already kind of gone over the setting, brilliant set design. I love it. Um, 
and they think of a lot of a lot of they they have a lot of good ideas in this movie like no shooting they stick they stick by the no shooting i fucking hate it when you're when you're watching a a, a sci-fi movie and they're in a spaceship and they're shooting fucking bullets everywhere and it's like you can't do that you're gonna breach the hole make a hole yeah yeah so they so they stick to flamethrowers in this one um yeah so yeah well, let's see what else. So at this point, the doctor won't let them. The or uh, not the doctor, the uh, the science the officer. science officer Ash won't let them get rid of it. He's like strangely attached to this. thing. Yeah. So they, it's what that is definitely a horror trope of of uh, the person playing by the rules that would have solved all their problems. Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver is like. We got to obey quarantine. They they bring on the the guy. I can't remember his name. Who's who gets the face hugger? Oh, I I can't I cannot remember his name. Anyway, he's, he, the, he's the anyway. Yeah, so he's laying in the airlock with the other two that went out with and, the captain and, uh, and the, yeah, one of yeah, the guys. Tom Scared is asking to get back in, and Sigourney Weaver says, "No, we can't. Like that's we have quarantine. There's a protocol. Protocol. For this. Yeah. And they're like, get get us the fuck in. He's gonna die." She's like, um, no, yeah. sorry. And then the science officer is like, boop, opens the door. She's like, hey, what the fuck? What yeah. about the quarantine? The I more- mean, if, out of anyone, the science officer would be the one that would be on board with quarantine. Right. Because they'd be like, yeah, it's a complete unknown. Right. What what this thing is. And so it's already like, why? You know, that's a really interesting thing, how they subtly make the science officer shady. Because yeah. the the first inkling of it is, and it's subconscious, they're getting ready to go out and search this alien ship. Yeah. And he, like, volunteers, but then he gets to just sit in a chair and look at the video feed, and you're like, huh. It's, it's when you see other people doing all the work and some guy just sitting in a chair being it's like... It's a little overlordy. Yeah, it's like, hmm. It's, you just kind of minorly uh noted like uh disrespect him for not doing his hard work right and then later he's like kind of you know making his own decisions and not following protocol and you're like this guy's kind of an asshole you know what's what's wrong with this guy i don't i don't trust him yeah and then um it takes a while for it to ramp up before it really it makes it clear that yeah there's something going on with this guy he knew we can't stop here. This is bad country. But he really wanted to stop there because it was bad country. Um, so, I mean, at this point, it you, know, you realize it takes about halfway through the movie to get to the chestburst scene. It's it's a good it's a good ways into this movie. I didn't I I always forget how long the the lead in is. Yeah, it's. It's a pretty slow movie. There's yeah. not a lot that happens. Like it's it's very it's very much world setting building. setting the mood. Yeah. And it does that effectively. But if you're like someone that's not into that, this is going to be a pretty slow movie for the first like 3 fourths probably. Yeah. Um the and then I always I always have these moments in in this movie where I'm like they could like if you just it, you just cut it here. Just, uh-huh. just do this, which is so the the first one is obviously the one you just mentioned, which is like, don't let 
don't let them in. Just uh-huh. obey quarantine, like you know, like what we're doing. And then, uh, and then the second one is, okay, okay. So you fucked up. You let the guy in, and then you fucked up again. You let the little, you let the the face hugger get away. Uh-huh. It bursts out his chest and runs away. It's the size of a a large rat at this uh-huh. point. Yeah. Just go to your stasis room. Close the fucking door. Make sure there's nothing in there. Make sure the space is void of little of Henry or whatever uh-huh. his name is. And then go to fucking sleep. He can't get any bigger if you don't feed him. Well, but he does. But he does. I don't know yeah. how he does that. <laughs> that's the one part that's like doesn't it, it kind of sets off your your uh you know, movie logic um uh, so brain because it's it's the size of like a cat. And then you see it, the molted skin, and the next time you see it, he's the size of a full-grown human man. Yeah. You're like, well, I mean, not just calories, well, but like- they had to get it moving. What, yeah. what, like, material is it using? Is it just like chewing on metal or something? Yeah, that's the theory. So they're, at least as far as the wiki, was like, the little face hugger guys can spit acid, which is how it got through the helmet. Right. And so they said that was one thing, and then it can use the- uh, Theorize that it could use the acid to melt and then consume metal, which or anything that can convert yeah. directly into body mass. Wouldn't would have been nice to see like. some convert kind of example directly of into oh, body yeah. mass. And that's that feels very much like a retcon thing. Oh yeah, like they're like, uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. We'll explain it now, like <laughs> ten years later. But in in the movie, they yeah. didn't know. They're just like, well, now it's big. But it's oh, yeah. very yeah. cleanly retconned. Like uh, it uh, to me, it is. is I it mean. Though? I mean, as someone who follows retcons pretty closely uh, in the comic world, yeah, it's pretty fucking clean. But do you know any animal that can increase its size by like 50 fold within hours? You're proving my point. Ex- you're exactly proving my point. No, of course I don't know any animal, but I don't know any fucking aliens that were bioengineered to be right. weapons either. Okay. <laughs> ah, God. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't know how you, know, you got, easy, I don't know how you got that award. The easier retcon would be that when the whole breach happened, another alien crawled in. And that they never actually find the little alien. Okay, Mr. Star Wars shirt guy. The better retcon would be going back and changing the movie to make it make a bunch more sense. All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> um, so then they add a bunch of cool little, uh, like, uh, suspense building things, namely the the motion tracker that uh that keeps track of micro changes in air density and so now we have this this uh but yeah but then sigourney weaver points out like that's kind of bullshit like that doesn't i don't remember that i remember it's a little too convenient that he has like a tracker that's and when he's like explaining how it tracks him it's like uh change this is a change in air density it's probably it's tuned to that specific alien because they uh, knew it already. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Ash was a devious motherfucker, and he was—I mean, he's a robot, a robot, mm-hmm. so he could. Yeah, 
Yeah, he can. He could probably work it out a lot faster he was, than anybody yeah, he's else. He's pretty sneaky. He he's sneaky enough to even be a robot. He was even in the in the the little hibernation chamber. He didn't need to be be there. As I know. A robot. And yeah, he, he was undercover. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, where he, it's clear that they were never meant to find out that he was a robot. Yeah, yeah. they were very surprised. Yeah, and oh, so spoiler. yeah. <laughs> well, we're in spoilers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Um. So, so then we have our first kill. One of the guys is looking for the cat. They, uh-huh. they, they're looking for the alien. They accidentally released the cat and now they got to find the cat because, well, it could, uh, could give us a false positive for f- trying to find this alien. Mm. So now we got to wander around looking for the fucking cat, Jonesy or mm-hmm. Jones. Jones? Mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he goes into the chain room, the room where they keep the chains in the water <laughs> and, uh, and he gets he gets eated, uh-huh. and this thing it primarily only uses the coolest part of its body to kill people, which is its little mouth inside its mouth, mm-hmm. the old redundant mouth, <laughs> <laughs> the old slap you around mouth. Yeah, I wish my dick had that. <laughs> A dick inside my dick that was like shot out of my dick and was like yeah surprise <laughs> like a dog. Yeah, it really. The ultra pregnancy guarantee uh-huh. Just go right into the cervix. <laughs> right up the fallopian tubes. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. How'd that feel? Tickle your goddamn ovaries. <laughs> Tickle your uvula. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, one of the things that made this movie really effective is it barely shows the alien. Yeah. Like the best shot is at the end the very end. Yeah. I know and, what you're talking about. But uh, there, <laughs> there is one shot where they full on show the alien that is actually kind of comical and probably the worst Blah. scene. <laughs> Boo! Yeah. yeah, where he's in the vents and the captain is... He gives, like, <laughs> he gives the jazz Tell hand. us, Mark. Tell us. Walk us through it. I can't really... Uh, the, the, the gal is on the, the radio and she's like, you gotta get out of there. And he, he puts down his flamethrower because that's what I would do. And he starts to climb down the ladder. <laughs> but then he climbs back up because he's going the wrong way or something like that. Well, he's getting a lot of conflicting information. And everything's they're like, back and forth. They're yeah. like, it's above you. It's behind you. It's all around you. And then, and then he like looks up. <laughs> and, then, and then the alien is, in, is like kind of pops up the side vent. It's like... <laughs> He does, he, yeah, he does jazz hands. Yeah, he gives him the old jazz hands. He's doing a little fossy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I finally found the drop that I was looking for. Okay. You smell that? Hmm. Retard stank. <laughs> that's, uh, that's for Bryce. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets the jazz hand death. And, um, and at this point, I'd like to point out that the, um, the goop in this alien movie and in and in many of the successive alien movies was achieved with by melting down condoms literally that's really oh i've heard that yeah they um they they couldn't get like a clear kind of goopy substance to to act like viscous enough they couldn't get it to be quite sticky enough to 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 really slather all over the alien and so what they ended up doing was melting down condoms, letting it cool a little bit, and then smashing, smacking it on there. So this thing's basically, I mean, he's he's good to fuck. You know? <laughs> he's protected. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Dallas gets it. The uh, the maybe that's why the acid doesn't burn him. Oh, uh, right. Exactly. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's yeah. protected. Uh, so at this point, we learn that M- Mother, uh, the ship, uh, says that the crew is expendable and the life form is top priority because Sigourney, uh, you know, she she takes over as as acting captain. She has access, direct access to Mother, and she learns that oh, well, top priority is get this thing home. You guys are all just whatevs, and uh, and then we get. Ash, Ash, Ash starts getting the milk sweats and he, (laughs) that part where he's like, milk was a bad choice. (laughs) He's always drinking milk. (laughs) Milk was a bad, um, and, uh, and then he starts hurting Weaver, starts whacking her in the, well, he just like appears in the, in the computer room and he's like, it's kind of weird, man. He's like, ah, he's pretty, he's pretty sneaky. So he knocks her out and then he rolls up like a newspaper and he just. He's like jams it in her mouth. Yeah, that's kind of that's so weird. It's like I'm just gonna cram this newspaper in your mouth because he goes really slow. It's yeah, not even yeah. like a doesn't even make sense for a movement. I get the impression that the pressure he's applying is substantial. Yeah, but wouldn't you just stab quickly instead of slowly lowering the rolled up magazine? I mean, this is I don't know. This is tech from hundreds of years from now. Are you going to question its intelligence? The tech is a rolled-up magazine? No, the tech is the robot. <laughs> He's made the decision that this is the best weapon available. Sure. There's a flamethrower on the ship, but mm-hmm. newspaper. Yeah. yeah or, you know, just strangling that. someone. That's usually pretty effective, too, if you have super strength. Yeah. Or just snapping their neck. No. Rolled-up newspaper. It it does it does I mean the scene is still tense for me like well yeah uh, it, there's something about people putting shit in your mouth I don't like it yeah maybe that's your deal but well it's off putting yeah. yeah I don't like that you don't like it either I don't like it, yeah. you don't like people putting stuff in your mouth no I prefer to okay not have that. Uh, yeah and so then he gets bonked in the head Ash gets bonked in the head and he has the biggest creepiest spaz fit you'll ever see like his spaz out is uh really really gets to me so then we we get in the shuttle sigourney's the last one left um and then the you know she drives away uh, after 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 evacuating evacuating the alien out the oh no she thinks she's getting away she explodes the ship behind her this big explosion uh-huh. then she looks around the room she goes to like Fiddle with the gauge knob here or there. And there's the there's the alien hidden in the tubes. Yeah, They're almost perfectly camouflaged. Not not even tubes, just kind of like in a recess. Yeah, and it's like hey. it reaches far with his. Hey. Jazz yeah, hand. for some reason now the alien is super super slow and sluggish. Yeah, really docile. Yeah, he's well, he's maybe I mean, he's just full. He's got all the time yeah. in the world. Um, that that is one other point that was kind of ruined the suspension of disbelief she does <laughs> the uh self-destruct countdown is 10 minutes in a giant labyrinthian industrial like fortress mm. like 10 minutes countdown but by the way you only get five minutes because you can't shut it down after five minutes and i'm like that's not enough time <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, not enough time for this scenario. But I mean, look how long it took him to to uh, sh- detach the ship. Like it's, I mean, feels like not enough. Like why not sixty minutes? 
I don't know. Well, you mean theoretically, it's an emergency, so you gotta you gotta move fast. Mm. What would be an emergency to blow up the ship, though? Because if you escape, well, maybe there's a fucking alien on board. All right. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. But that was a great moment where she's trying to shut it off, shut off the auto destruct, oh, yeah. and it's like one second too late. Yeah. It's like, it's like God like, damn it. God. It's like the space ball scene. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then final, my final note on this is space explosions don't work that way. Things don't explode in space. They implode. Mm. They go. Whoosh. Yeah. You, you get a little pop and then it all collapses on itself. So these big, massive, ultra huge <laughs> with lots of splo- explosion going outward. The vacuum of space. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's all of Star Wars. Big fire explosion. You can't have fire in space. It doesn't work that way. It needs air. Yeah. That is the most unbelievable part about Star Wars. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, final recommendations. Who would like this movie? Um, Don't all answer at once. Anyone? <laughs> anyone. Yeah, I, I, I have written, if you don't have a massive boner during your viewing of Alien, I, I just don't want to know you. This is a classic that trumps most classics and should be, should be seen by everyone within the sound of my voice and beyond. Yeah, I'm actually like kind of, I feel like reviewing it this way almost does it a disservice because there's so much. I'm like, oh, there's things I thought you were going to talk about that you that you didn't. Well, bring and them up, like, by all means. Oh, I, I just, there, I mean, just... I mean, the different, the camera work and stuff as far as some of the hallway scenes were, and the music throughout, especially like early on, it's not like, I, I mean, it's not, you know, the Predator, like, like music where it's not fast. It's just kind of slow and, you know. It's just yeah, it's all along. metered out and carefully yeah. planned. Yeah. and With a lot of care given to yeah. every aspect of the, the filming yeah the sets i mean it's it, a lot of it is to is to really show off the set work it's because it's everything is very intentional about the sets it's this is mining ship first and foremost yeah um and you know you and, and things are constructed to be that way you, you see that there's not really anybody on the ship there's a, a few you know there's the, there's the seven crew members yeah i really dig but, the opening scene where yeah. there's nobody on board yeah and the, or well there's people on board but you don't get to see them. It yeah. seems like a completely deserted, completely yeah. cold, desolate yeah. ship. It's that's, just drifting through space. Yeah. Just, huh. And and I love how that feel is mirrored in, I mean, e- even but, in the bad ones. But it's not, but it's not overdone in a way that it, you know, it's cold and desolate. Yeah. But it's not like scary. Like I could walk down one of those hallways and not feel like I constantly need to be checking every corner. Right. It would just be like. I just want to go back to sleep. Like that's basically how, how I, I, you know, it would feel walking through it. Cause it's not made. I mean, it, the sets don't feel particularly spooky at the top. So it's not trying too hard. It's just, this is the ship. Yeah. And this is what it, you know, this is kind of how it would feel to be on the ship. I have a question um, for you. Yeah. So the, the composer is Jerry Goldsmith, which is, he's a great composer and he's not, he doesn't have a lot of gimmicks, but you might recognize him from... I'm pretty sure he did the theme for The Next Generation. Oh, damn. And he did a lot of the... Just a ton of movies. He did Total Recall. Oh, wow. Uh, did Rambo 3. <laughs> just a ton of ton of movies. But he's, he's a... Helicopter. He's like a big, recognizable name. He's, he's unappreciated for 
for how good he is. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, the music in this is is dead on. Yeah, you hear you and hear sets, a, and sets up a like sets up sci fi movies. Yeah. For the rest of time. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, John Williams deservedly gets the lion's share of attention. But then there's like, um, what's his name? Uh, Who's John Williams? You see Star Star Wars? Yes. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Okay. These are people you pay attention to. I don't pay attention and to And then composers. the the composer of, oh God. Bryce it, looked like. Hands. Looked like I, like he didn't want to touch me. Let's yeah. just say that. I, I'm just. Uh, just shocked that you yeah. don't know who John Williams is. I, I don't know composers at all. Okay. At all. Um, God, what's the one composer that I keep thinking of? He he did like Man of Steel and everyone has a boner about him. And I, I hate mm. most of the stuff that he does because it's, it's fine. It's good, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not the best movie soundtrack. It's, it's like him being, making cool music. Yeah. It's really repetitive. Yeah. But like Jerry Goldsmith and John Williams are old school. Like they they make music that fits perfectly. Yeah. For the, the theme of the anyways. Did you have other other things that, that we didn't talk about that you kind of wish we, we would have, Mark? Not I'm not really I really like Ripley as a I, her character is so it's it's <laughs> it's a character that is not overemphasized as high. I'm you know, I am a, you know, I am this, this, I'm not trying to like check boxes. Just, she is the strong character that comes out of the, like the movie. I think it can be a little obvious someday or these days when they're trying to, it's, it's to the point where it's almost a little cringy when you're like, Hey, this is a look at this strong feeling right. that we're putting out here as like, Hey, this is a selling point. It's like, it's not like Ripley's not like a mensch is, is not like you never, hear she's, anything. she's just, yeah. well, that's, that's the counterpoint yeah. for whenever people say like, we need more strong female characters and, in movies or superhero movies or sci-fi movies and people just say, well, you had, you know, you have Ripley and you have, um, um, what's her name from Terminator that are Sarah, badass, Sarah Connor. which is true. But I mean, at the end of alien, they do have Ripley in her underwear. So it's, it's not completely and it's, pure and it's glorious. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. It's great. Hers is way too small and the guy's is way too big. What do you mean? Well, they they didn't know about like trunks back then. Yeah, Mark or just really that, wanted to see the outline of their needed, balls. Yeah, I just needed the compression. Yeah, <laughs> just like Under Armour need needed to be around at that point. Yeah, what? th- what's happening? I I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have no idea. Boxer what you... briefs are old. <laughs> Maybe I, it's just me. I don't oh, know. Okay. I felt like I, I would just constantly be like, I can't see what I'm doing, but like <laughs> like walking, trying to in a way to make sure my my. My my shorts were not falling down. Your butt crack like wasn't very, Yeah, you're talking about boxers. Yeah, boxer yeah. briefs are more compression. Yeah, oh, boxers are yeah. just like shorts. They were too. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, I wear boxers. I hate yeah. boxers. I don't like boxers. Why? What do you guys wear? It's boxer too briefs. too loose. Yeah, boxer briefs. It's I just more more contained. I don't like I don't like my my junk being pressed up against my butt. Like I wear boxer briefs to run. Because because less chafing, I'm a big guy, mm-hmm. and uh, and my thighs they do touch, uh-huh. and so yeah, I need the boxer briefs for running, but I could not handle I, like I, I just got to be free and breezy up no, there. I just don't like my balls sticking my leg all the time. Yeah. Well then, well then, why are you wearing boxer briefs? That's pushing it, the balls up against your It lifts and separates. Yeah, I got way too much balls then. 
<laughs> I cannot. I, they cannot be. They're, they or maybe I have way too much balls. Maybe you don't have enough balls if they're not bothering you by sticking to your leg. But that's the that's the exact issue. When I, when they're when when you got the when you got the boxers, they can just dangle, and and they they're flapping. Yeah, and they stick to your leg. Yeah. No, they don't they stick kinda... to your leg. They're. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a hair issue. Maybe maybe this is a, mm. a maybe this is a sweat and hair issue. It could be. I just don't think your balls dangle enough. Oh, they're fucking dangling. We touch water, bro. <laughs> 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 I Back. have the longest balls of anybody you'll ever meet, and don't let anybody say otherwise. They call them old long balls. <laughs> uh, the the, the composer that I was trying to think of was. Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah. Hans Zimmer gets so much love. Yeah. And he's great. I I like his music too, but it all sounds the same. Who's the fellow that did the Lord of the Rings? Fella. Um that was oh, I feel like he only had to do those and then he was done for his life. Well, yeah. Um uh, also back yeah. to the movie. What was am I the only one that was like uncomfortable at the scene? You know, so so they're getting the the coolant. They needed the coolant for the shuttle. Mm. Something to do with the oxygen. Mm. Um, and the alien takes out takes them out right because the alien shows up. The fellow, the guy's like, "I'm gonna hit you with a flamethrower," but 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 the his coworker is, is standing there, mm. and he's like, "Get out of the way!" And she's like, "I can't," and even though she could, but and 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 then he just like runs out. I'm like, "Ah!" And then he gets killed. And then the tail scene. That it's just kind of like creeping up yeah, like, like this. I'm just like, <laughs> you don't like screaming it. out of my chair. Oh, yeah. like, it's molesting her it's with a tail. Very weird. Yeah. yeah it's I was kinda... just like, this is a little strange, but well, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a, uh... I think that was more to show off the tail. Cause they hadn't shown the tail there. Yeah. But yeah. why is it coming up between her legs? Like, I don't know. I was, yeah. I was a little, <laughs> yeah. Lord it's of the Rings. Even it's way up there. Lord of the Rings music was composed by Howard Shore. Howard Shore. There you go. Okay. That's all I had. So with that, um, final recommendation, you should definitely watch Alien. We all agree. Watch it. Definitely. And with that, let's get on to the Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes game is a game where I pit Mark against Bryce and I give them I give them two movies to to ponder and uh, and they have to determine which one has the higher Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, we have five pairings and today's theme is obviously alien. So uh, our first pairing is and this is this is the Tato me this is the Tato meter score. This is a critic score, not the audience score. Okay. So our first pairing is uh and I do these in, in descending order. Okay. I know. I'm it's getting that time of day. So our first pairing is obviously Alien versus The Thing. John Carpenter's nineteen eighty two The Thing. Um, are we guessing the actual score? Um, so if, yeah, if you guess, if you, if you get the score dead on, you, you get an, you get five points. Okay. Um, but otherwise you, you just, point. yeah, otherwise you just get one point for um, being the closest. I'm going to say alien wins and I'm going to say like 92. 92. Okay. And Mark. 
I'm also first of all I'm gonna do terrible in this game, but I'm also gonna say Alien wins. But I was gonna go a little higher with like 93 or 94. A little higher. Yeah, just a little higher. Just this is like he's playing the Price is Right game. Yeah. Yeah. One dollar. Well, you're both right, and neither of you guessed the score, so you both get a point. What was the well, actual like score? 88. Yeah. So it's uh, Alien is n- super fresh at 98. percent 98. Okay. And the thing is fresh at 84. percent Yeah. Okay, our second pair. You both are on the board with a point. Our second pairing is Aliens versus The Exorcist. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, boy. You got, um... Boy, what's his favorite? Um, who did? Bill Paxton? No. Yeah, I mean, yes, obviously, but... Uh, but I'm... Uh, the director. Game over, man! The director. Game right? over! Aliens. Can't oh, uh, name. yeah, d- but oh, fuck! You drive me at <laughs> Avatar, James, the Abyss, James Cameron, Cameron, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so we got James Cameron versus the other guy. Yeah, the guy who did the exorcist. William Friedkin. Um, I'm. Oh man, that's really hard. That's a hard one, huh? I th- think. The Exorcist might edge it out mm. just because it's like the ultimate horror movie and still like acceptable to critics. And, um, you know, it's the best horror movie of all time. Mm. And then uh, Aliens is fantastic, but it's tainted by the fact that it's more of an action movie mm. and critics aren't. They're too snooty to a, to like give a action movie perfect score, but okay. Uh, I'm gonna say The Exorcist probably barely edged it out. Take your time, like ninety seven. <laughs> okay, and Mark, I was gonna say Exorcist too, but I was gonna go lower at like ninety one or ninety two. Okay, well you're both wrong. Oh, uh, Aliens is super fresh at ninety seven percent. That's what I said, Aliens. At 97. No, that's not even remotely what you I said. Did. Well, we can go back and review the tape. Yeah, we certainly can. <laughs> uh, and uh, and The Exorcist is, is only fresh at uh, 83%. Wow. 83%. That's unfortunate. Percent. Doesn't even kind of come close. It's embarrassing. <sighs> wow. Um, so now we have our third pairing. You both have one point. Alien 3 versus Poltergeist 2. Two. <laughs> uh, Diabolical. Okay. Now, have you seen Poltergeist 2, Mark? I have not. Have you seen Poltergeist? No, I haven't. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Wow, you gotta, gotta watch we got some, some homework to do. Yeah. Remind me, Poltergeist 2, it's not the one in the skyscraper. It's the, they move into a different house. No, I believe it is the skyscraper. It's the skyscraper one? one? I, I What's Poltergeist be, 3, then? To be honest with you, I can't recall. Don't look it up now. Well, I'm I'm just looking up an INDB. It's not going to have Rotten Tomato score. For me. Mark, uh, would you like to take a stab at which one has the higher score? The higher score. Um, yeah. Alien Three oh, versus Poltergeist. 2. I'm going to say, oh, is Poltergeist too good? <laughs> um, neither of them are renowned for being great. No, no. Aliens Three is not very good. Or Alien Three is not very good. I'm going to go with Poltergeist Two. Okay. At like 54. <laughs> okay. All right. Good <laughs> like to know. Way off. 
Good to know. And uh, so, Bryce, would you like to clarify which? Uh, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think Poltergeist Two is the one in the skyscraper. Okay, and it's actually a pretty good follow up because mm. it's got like one of the creepiest villains, the bad guy, with the, all uh, the the yeah, the old preacher mm. guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say Poltergeist Two. Did you guess the score? I did, but I think I was way off he based said on 54. David's reaction. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, 72. Wow. You're both wrong. What? And and in order to uh, in order to win, you got to guess different from each other, because you're both tied at a point. Well, not okay. if we get the score completely, right? Uh, right. That is true. But, um, no, you're both wrong. It is Alien 3 at a 44%. Wow. Versus Poltergeist 2 at a 37. Wow. Wow. 37%. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't that great. <laughs> In retrospect, it's not probably, I, it wouldn't be fresh. Okay, okay. 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 All right, okay. all right, all right. All right, all right. This is where we pull no, it. This is two more. There's two more okay. pairing. Okay, so we have Alien Resurrection, the fourth one, 1997. Alien Resurrection versus Paranormal Activity 4. So they got Alien 4 versus Paranormal Activity 4. Paranormal Activity 4 is the Christmas one, right? No, that's the ghost dimension. Oh. Which one's 4, then? 4 has a little girl in it, I believe. Yeah, Ghost Dimension has a little girl in it. Well, I mean, this isn't Ghost Dimension. This is Paranormal Activity 4. Well, what happens in Aliens 4? Aliens has a little girl in it. I don't... I know 1 and 2... 3 is the one in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then 4... Modern times. Little girl. It's not... Ghost Dimension, I promise. It's like a little blonde girl. Okay. Just because they're similar doesn't mean they're the same. Hmm. Um. Wow. This one's hard, too. What was the setting for uh, Alien Resurrection again? Yeah, they were, on a, uh, they were on a spaceship, and it was a prison spaceship, if I recall. Was there it was a prison? Bu- there was a bunch of cells... And uh, the guy who played Hellboy was in it. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, the guy who actually played Hellboy in yeah, the, yeah. the Hellboy movies. Ron something. Um, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then there was a crossbreed alien. Uh, an alien that had, that was a... That was like a... Yeah, because at the end of Aliens 3, uh, Ripley jumps into a vat of lava... With, like, the chestburster coming out right. of her. And this one she's cloned in. Yeah, she, yeah. they oh, got okay. her DNA from oh, the lava. Okay. Yeah. But they couldn't really separate the alien DNA from Ripley DNA. So she's That's technically... Right. A, she that. she is technically a crossbreed. Good memory, man. Holy shit. Um, most disturbing death, if I can... If I'm remembering this right. Yeah, the, you are. the one where... The hull. The hull gets breached and, like, the alien is... The baby alien is sucked out from, like, a little bullet hole. Yeah, it gets all his whole body ripped apart. Yeah, that was disturbing yeah, to me. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. Uh, I'm gonna say... Come on. I'm gonna say Resurrection gets it. And it's probably not fresh, but it's close. It'll be, like, 55 you can tell that Mark plays poker because he's very, he's all into my reactions. He's he's very, very, pays a lot of attention. Okay, yeah. Mark, what do you think? I'm going to go with uh, the other one. 
You're going to say Paranormal, paranormal Activity 4? Activity 4. And what yeah. are you giving it a score? Paranormal Activity 4. I'm going to say... I don't, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of the Paranormal Activities either. Okay. So, I, I know they have their ups and downs, though. Um, yeah, that is certainly true. I'm going to say that it is... Based on how you've paired these yeah. before and some of your history, they're usually similar scoring. So, if Bryce is saying that, I'm going to say that it's going to be somewhere around to 60. So, an unprecedented thing has happened. One of you has actually guessed the real correct <laughs> correctly uh and one of you gets five points Ooh. and he who who do you think it is i think it's me yeah it's bryce yeah <laughs> bryce guessed alien resurrection at 55 percent nice. and he is correct paranormal activity four is not fresh oh, at no. a 24 oh no yeah okay wow okay so six to one you can you can you can pull no, out a tie se- uh, seven because he got the the movie. No, you get five well. points for the. If he guesses the score, but he also got the right movie. It's too. Just five points. Oh, okay, five I'm points just over. I'm running this shit. All right. Okay. Um. So and then our final pairing is Prometheus. Uh, I believe it was 2008. Mm-hmm. I think uh, versus Sinister. Mm. I enjoyed Prometheus. I'm just going to say Prometheus. <laughs> okay. And what would you like to score it at? Uh, what was that? Probably 72. Okay. I'm going to say Sinister. Okay. And I'm going to say it's probably like 63. Oh, my God. <laughs> right on the... <laughs> okay. So a very weird thing happened again. This is even weirder. Um... Mark guessed Prometheus at a 72. Uh-huh. Prometheus got a 73. Oof. Sinister, uh, Bryce guessed Sinister at a 63. It's a 64. So Bryce is wrong. It did not score higher. But Mark almost, almost. Yeah. fucking, <laughs> almost took it. <laughs> I mean, you almost tied him. Dang. You almost tied him. That was a great ending round. Wow. But I didn't get a- but, but Bryce is the best co-host of the, uh, and, and also the winner of the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It was an accident. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mark, for, yeah, for no being here. Uh, will you stay to record an afterpod with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, if if you'd like to stick around to hear that afterpod, make sure to sign up on our Patreon, um, and you'll get uh, at I believe the five dollar a month level, and that gets you access to all of our um, back episodes of the afterpod. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure to share this episode with a friend. It's it's one of the only ways that we grow. Um, if you'd like to support the show, as I said, you can head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. Um, also, if you'd like to support us, you can click through the link at the top of our website, horrormovietalk.com, and click through the Amazon link at the top of that page anytime you need to buy something from Amazon. And a little piece of that will go to us. Not so little that it's not worth doing. It's pretty 
substantial chunk of change that comes to us. Um, also, of course, make sure to check out Shudder, the online horror movie streaming platform. You can get the app on your Fire Stick or your PlayStation or your Xbox or whatever you have, and you can stream a whole bunch of fucking super cool horror movies, including Hellraiser, which we reviewed earlier this month, or maybe it was... No, I think it was this month. Um, good morning, Julia. Good morning, Julia from Hellraiser. Um, and then, of course, make sure to check out Dustin Gobel, our resident artist who fucks hard at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. That's dgobel 0 on Instagram. Check him out. Make sure he makes all your artistic dreams come true by telling him HMT sent you. And we love you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Put your fingers with a stick in there. Yeah. Stretch that little pussy yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Finger me while he's fucking me. Yeah. Just like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.